You're listening to From the Director's Chair Podcast with J.J. Duke and Fairfield Athletic Director Paul Schlickman on the SAG Sports Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new From the Director's Chair here with you on the Stag Sports Network. J.J. Duke joined by the Director of Athletics, Paul Schlickman. Paul, feels like we've crossed paths a lot of these last few weeks because we have a lot going on on campus right now. Nearly every sport has been in action over the last couple of weeks or so. It's been great just to see activity and games happening all across our campus here at Fairfield. It has, JJ. First of all, great to be with you back here in the director's chair space. Really appreciate it. And you're right. Um, we, we've been bumping into each other all over the place. I'm surprised you still have a voice left with all the uh, broadcasts you've done. Um, so much activity. So great to see so much positive energy from our athletes and see the joy in their faces as they are competing once again. And, and uh, just uh, it's just been great. And uh, really proud of the effort of our entire staff for managing all these events, and um, we're just we're just in a good spot right now. And and all the seeing all the all the hard work and all the patience pay off. So it's uh, it's great for everybody to have this be happening right now. Yeah, big credit, of course, to not only the student athletes but everybody that's involved in getting these games on campus. Whether that's operations people, whether that's our training staff making sure to keep our student athletes in game shape because as Paul said everything is just coming thick and fast and to answer your question how I still have a voice it's a lot of tea and throat lozenges but we are nearly funny enough we're nearly at the finish line however what we're going to do in this show we're going to catch you guys up on a couple of major storylines that have happened basically from the start of March until right about now and then talk about a few other things that are happening around Fairfield University campus, including one exciting thing that I know that a lot of people are wanting to hear about. But first, uh, we go back to early March, and we were joking before we started recording that even though this was about five weeks ago that the basketball championship tournament happened down in Atlantic City, it feels like five months ago, but it did happen, in fact, in early March where both our men's and women's basketball team trekked down to Atlantic City and had a very successful week as on the men's side, Jay Young's team advanced to the tournament championship game. On the women's side, they reached the semifinals. And, Paul, it turned out to be a good long week. And that's always what you want to aim for at a championship week. You want to be there from start to finish. And for Fairfield basketball, they certainly accomplished that. No question, JJ. And uh, you, you captured it well. It's, it, was, uh, it was an incredible week. Um, we, we are really excited about the future of Stags basketball on both the men's and the women's side. And to just be immersed in that tourney atmosphere, um, particularly this year after watching both of those teams and those staffs work so hard over the course of such a long haul going back to October, really. And, uh, and to see it um, come together, right place, right time, um, Obviously, the, the women ran into a very tough Marist team, perennial MAC uh, contender, um, but really uh, uh, proud of their efforts. They showed great resiliency throughout the year and, and had a bunch of fits and starts, uh, um, but really came through in good fashion and, and had a very good season and look, look forward to what they can do next year. Uh, the men's side, clearly an incredible run. Um, you know, it's what you, it's what you play for. It's what you live for. If you're a, if you're a student athlete, if you're a basketball player, if you're a coach, um, and uh, just really proud of 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 Jay and his staff 
and, and all the athletes. Um, I, I said this along the way, I was, um, I was excited, pleased, but not altogether surprised. And it may sound a little arrogant to say that, but um, for someone who saw it every day, the, the commitment and the energy and the, the positivity and the culture and the work ethic that went into that, what that team did, I wasn't surprised that it paid off. Um, and it, it was just really uh, um, gratifying for them to see it happen during that week. So um, really excited about the future for that program. And, uh, and uh, we created obviously an incredible um, sense of pride and buzz amongst our, all our constituents, campus, faculty, staff, students, our alumni. Um, so great to create that excitement. And, and really that's what it's all about. We talk all the time about using athletics as a vehicle to do that for the university and the university family. And, and those four or five days did just that. And so more to come, uh, truly believe in what they're doing and how they're doing it. And, uh, again, the future for Stags Hoops is, is very bright. So really excited about what's in store and, and no, no, uh, no resting on laurels. Those guys turned around, took a little bit of a break and they're right back in the gym as we speak, getting after it. So, um, that's, that's what they're all about. They're about their grinders and they're going to keep getting after it to continue to get better so that, uh, we can continue to make the same kind of noise that we did this year. So, I mean, that is the foundation that comes because, of course, when you have such a great second half that that team had, then ultimately, and I, I'll back Paul on this, I wasn't surprised either to see that team get to the final because they had a great stretch run heading into the tournament and you want to peak at the end of the season, and they certainly did that. And as Paul said, now this is where the hard work begins because you get a little taste of success, and now you just want to keep striving for more. And also, it was great to see all of our social media channels just buzzing with excitement from the lo local community, from our alumni, from our current students. Just everybody was behind that team and behind the women's team as well getting to the semifinals. So that was a great week. But that was only kind of the start of our journey, because then from there in early March, that kicked off the combination fall spring season. And we're going to hit on two major storylines from the fall season. First, it's men's soccer. And uh, for the third season out of the previous four, men's soccer have reached a semifinal as Carl Reese's team recently defeated St. Peter's in truly ugly conditions down in Jersey City on Sunday. It was raining, it was windy, it was cold, but a 89th minute winner from Hugo Espola Hurtado gets the group now to the semifinals and they get to renew hostilities against our friends from Hamden in Quinnipiac. That's going to be on Wednesday at three o'clock. And Paul, I know this is always a team that brings us a lot of joy in men's soccer because they always seem to find themselves in this position. Here we are talking on the day before a semifinal that they're playing in. Right. And I'll just, um, let me just backtrack for a second. Um, you know, in the spirit of not being able to rest on your laurels, as I alluded to for men's hoop, we had zero chance to rest on any of our laurels as a staff because of what you just talked about. So, you know, we immediately had to flip the switch with uh, 18 teams getting ready to compete, to train, compete, and, uh, and, and, and turn our efforts and our 100% of our focus towards that. And we're right in the thick of it, as you, as you know, and as you alluded to, um, we've got uh, so many teams um, achieving some success. And uh, it's, really, it's really fun to see, it's gratifying to have 
all our athletes just be out there and and get to do what they do best and what they enjoy most and then have our coaches who have also worked so incredibly hard and been incredibly um, engaging, nurturing, um, resilient as well. Any adjective you want to put on it, they've been it. Um, so it's, it's great to see so many of our teams having some really significant competitive success, um, some and varying degrees of, of completion and, you know, moving towards um, the end of some shortened seasons, but really meaningful seasons um, towards, towards Mac play. Um, about men's soccer, again, um, somewhat analogous, I think, to the story that was um, – men's basketball, if you will, in terms of, you know, it's such an, it's such an odd year and everybody, every program at some point has, has fought through the ebbs and flows of it, you know, within their ranks, be it, um, be it starts or pauses or injuries or what have you. And in shortened seasons, it's all about trying to um, have some semblance of development and, and synergy at the right time. And I, I think that's exactly what's happening with men's soccer right now. Knock on, knock on wood. Um, you know, they, uh, they showed some, some good things early and, uh, and in their last three games, they've been really tough, um, defensively at the keeper spot. Um, and you know, it better than I do in terms of the evaluating the ins and outs of it because you, you broadcast all of it. Um, but really excited for them um, to play that semi. And it's, it's uh, Kunipiak, obviously, for within the league is a rival, but, but uh, you know, becoming even more of a, a rival given that there are neighbors to the north. And, and so uh, I think, yeah, I think there's a little extra incentive. I think our, our athletes get up for those games um, as much, if not more, as they do for any of them. Um, so to play them in a semifinal and for the right to go to play for a championship is a big deal. And uh, so uh, excited for them proud of what they're doing right now. And I think they have, I think they have a heck of a shot to, to continue to make some noise. Definitely make sure, of course, to stay tuned with us and all of our social channels, as well as fairfieldstags.com, where you can find more information about that match. Well, Paul mentioned a few minutes ago uh, about teams having to deal with the ebbs and flows of seasons, whether that's building on success or having pauses. And uh, it does bring us, it was a difficult one, uh, couple weeks ago where volleyball had an outstanding 2021 season where they went nine and one the regular season won another regular season title they were set to be the number one seed in the mac championship tournament but unfortunately they're forced to withdraw from the event due to a positive covid test within tier one personnel and then contact tracing ultimately knocked them out it was a very successful season it was just a devastating way for it to end yes jj uh the one word that that I think sums it up is heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking, heartbreaking outcome. Um, those young ladies, uh, that program, um, they they do such an incredible job. They do all the right things the right way. Um, Coach Cress, you know, leads a terrific program, and and the um, continued success, the longevity of success, the consistent success that they have uh, is a byproduct of, of how they conduct themselves and how they run that program. And so um, heartbreaking to see any of our athletes or teams have to go through that. Um, um, 
and and as you said, uh, uh, all of these seasons are unique and 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 shortened, and they, man, they just went went through their regular season and just showed that they had something good going on and and the chance to be special. Um, it doesn't, the outcome doesn't negate any of their accomplishments. Being a regular season champion is, is significant in and of itself. And, um, but obviously we just, we, we feel horrible for them. And uh, so um, nothing that I or the coaches or anybody can say will kind of assuage that for them. Um, I think time will certainly help with that. But um, we also, you know, in speaking to them, just tried to um, obviously have perspective about the bigger picture of what what um, we are all enduring with this COVID year and, and try and put this in its rightful perspective, not to be dismissive of, of the, the of what it means to them. But at the same time, I'm a, I said this to them directly. I'm a big um, silver lining, um, you know, hopeless, positive guy. Um, and what I tried to encourage them to view this as, as, as uh, an incredible harbinger of what they can do or indicator of what they can do come the fall. And, and they get to turn around and get right back in the saddle pretty quickly. So that's one of, as hard as this kind of dual fall spring sports season has been for everybody to, to kind of um, adapt to and get in gear and stay in gear, um, they get to do it again pretty quick. And, and they have some really talented young women on that team. And, and if you ask coach or some of the players, they think, you know, maybe some as much, if not more talent than they've ever had. So um, a lot of good things ahead for Stags Volleyball. Um, feel terrible for them. Obviously we're doing everything we can to support them. And, uh, but, but certainly excited to see their continued success. No question in my mind that will happen. Absolutely. And also I uh, just want to give a shout to, and our thoughts and hearts are with any teams or any programs out there across the nation that are going through similar things right now, because this has been a tough season. So <laughs> for anybody out there that's been having um, just kind of the down moments. We're, we're with you guys uh, throughout because even though we all compete against each other, athletics, we're all one big family at the end of the day. Um, moving forward now to the other half of this fall spring combination season, it would be our spring sports. And I think we can't really go further than the things that are happening on alumni diamond right now, because Bill Courier's baseball team, I think we can aptly say at the time of recording, they're the hottest team in the nation right now, 14 and 0, Every hitter in that lineup is absolutely mashing the ball. The pitchers are passing the baton from one to the next. We're getting shouts on national broadcasts from Anish Shroff and Mike Rooney on ESPN for being the second-ranked team in the nation in RPI. There's six more home games to go this week alone, including, again, playing a couple of games against our friendly rivals in Quinnipiac and Monmouth as well on the weekend, which is going to be a big one. But if you haven't had a chance to check out one of our Fairfield Stags baseball broadcasts yet, you're missing out because there's a lot of good things happening with that team. You're, you're, you're on target with everything, JJ. Very early on, it sounds like a being master of the obvious, but a lot of superlatives to, to allude to with their, their early start, right? Um, 
and I've, I, uh, it's ex really exciting to watch. Um, what's most exciting, frankly, is just um, watching those guys play. Um, and I know you know this because you see it too, is they're, they're playing with so much joy right now. And they're just having fun, man. They are out there and, and loving being on that diamond and just playing the games that they love. And, and that is something that obviously feeds off itself, you know, as you're having competitive success, but they're, uh, they're a excellent group of guys. Um, they're really fun to be around. They've, they've been working their tails off, um, as much as they can throughout the year, you know, um, grinding it out, trying to be prepared, um, getting in as much reps as they can along the way. Um, you know, to oversimplify it, we got, we got arms, we got bats and we're playing pretty good defense. So that's a pretty good combination. And, uh, so the record clearly <laughs> indicates that, um, I think if, uh, if coach Courier were standing beside me right now or on with us, he would probably take a similar tact. And I, you know, there's obviously a lot of buzz about that. Um, even before that, that ESPN clip, which is outstanding and it's great for us to get that exposure. And, and, and again, having athletics be a vehicle for national exposure is exactly what we talk about all the time. So really exciting to see that it creates a lot of, of buzz again, amongst our alums and so forth, rightfully so. Um, but people, people, a lot of people are asking me about baseball the last week or so in particular as, as the winds have mounted. And I say, yeah, I think we're pretty good. I think we're pretty good. So I'm going to keep saying, yeah, I, I think we're pretty good. It's a good mantra to have. And it's also just a reminder that in that game, especially it's one game at a time because they all come thick and fast. So make sure to stay with us there. And, you know, we can get to a lot of other storylines throughout this combination season. I think we're counting up. There's 13 teams right now, Paul, that are still active. I think it's very difficult for us to kind of pick out the best of the best. So like I've said before, make sure to stay with us on fairfieldstags.com, all of our social media channels. And also, uh, we just launched a brand new weekly recap podcast called the Stag Sports Rap Podcast here in the Stag Sports Network. It goes out every Monday morning. So a great chance to hear some of the thoughts from our student athletes. And if you just want to get caught up in everything that's happening, because it could be upwards of 15, 20 different events happening in one week alone. So that's the best place for you to go get um all your news and notes before you get out into the new week. But before we turn to some exciting news off of the fields of play, uh, some facility notes, and one of them being for our rowing program, as we have a new ERG room, which is our training center here on campus. Rowing now ho has a home of their own. Yeah, it's just, just completed. It looks terrific. Um, you know, Alan Gibson, our associate AD for facilities and Zach Dayton, our deputy AD in particular, um, did an incredible job leading that project. And along with Dave Frasinelli, our VP for facilities and, and Kirk Krasinski, his right hand, um, great collaborative effort. Um, we needed to find them a good, you know, high caliber space to train given what, uh, what I imagine we'll talk about shortly with the, the transition of alumni hall and, uh, and that project. Um, and really, really pleased with how that came out. It's a, uh, I can't imagine there's a, 
uh, a facility um, of equal or better caliber, you know, certainly within our league, um, dedicated, you know, as a, as a dedicated training space for rowing. So excited for those two programs, um, certainly a, a, a caliber of space they deserve and, and hopefully we'll pay good dividends for them as they continue to, to train. And, uh, again, another program that, uh, you know, does a lot of things kind of, um, toiling in anonymity at, at, at some level based on, you know, a lot of, a lot of training that they do away from campus. So it's great for them to have a place that they can call home and, and uh, do some good work in. And it's also, you talk about anonymity. It's a place that everybody's going to be able to see, right? It's not somewhere that you have to go travel to a local river to find them. It's right on campus. You see it right there. And I think that's awesome. It's a place for them that they get to go to every day, knowing that they're going to get their work in. And hopefully it's going to lead to some success in the weeks to come, as I know their championship meets are going to be coming up soon. But Paul, you kind of mentioned the big one that a lot of people want to hear about. It's the Convocation Center. And for those who haven't been able to get on campus, well, things are starting to take place. You can't get really close to where Alumni Hall used to be because fences all the way around. But get us up to date, Paul. Things are happening. Uh, what's been happening over the last couple of weeks? Right. There's, there's a lot happening and a lot has happened. Again, you might not necessarily uh, be privy to that by just uh, taking a taking a bird's eye view of it or standing outside Alumni Hall because you can't get within, what, probably 50 feet of it because there's a fence around it. So there is a construction fence, a project fence, so that um, it's not necessarily uh, a lot to see. It's not necessarily sexy right now, but trust me, there's a lot going on. So we've, we are, uh, we are, um, moving along in the transition and um, there's a lot going on inside the building that that wouldn't necessarily be privy to any of us um, so a lot of uh, a lot of work to um, remove you know certain structures and spaces and do some abatement and and all those kinds of things that are going on um, leading up to what would ultimately be the demolition so a lot of progress being made we're, we're definitely in gear and very excited about that um, and just just continuing to move forward. It's all good. Absolutely. And we, we've kind of teased you all on our social media channels with a couple of photos just to see what's been happening, including finding that old basketball court that was underneath the current surfaces as well. So again, we'll keep you up to date as we go about the process of uh, the demolition of Alumni Hall and then getting you all ready for the Convocation Center coming uh, very soon. Now to our last piece of business here on this show, Stag Giving Day is right around the corner. It's going to be on Thursday, April the 22nd. It's the university's annual major fundraising day and it was a big 2020 event alone for athletics as we raised over $570,000 with over 1,000 donors, both of which were records. And we're certainly looking to top that this year. And Paul, this is a big day. Um, for more information, by the way, go to fairfieldstags.com. But this is not only a day where we can currently help the happenings that are right now in progress within athletics, but it's a massive help as we in athletics build towards the future, right? No question. And Stag Giving Day is, uh, it's, it's, it's big on a number of fronts, right? And it's the obvious piece clearly is it's, it's a fundraising initiative. It's an advancement initiative. So um, there's no question that, that 
the um, numbers we yield are very important. And um, the great part is that um, each of the last three years, we've, we've, we've raised the bar. We've continued to set records on what we do on Sag Giving Day. And, and I credit our entire staff for that. I credit our staff and our student athletes. I, I speak all the time and you've heard me say it here that, that our advancement efforts, our fundraising efforts are 100% a family team effort. Um, everybody here is part of that process to get our, uh, our constituents excited about and believing in uh, who we are, uh, who we aspire to be, what we're doing, how we're doing it, and, and get them to, to, to buy into that, to invest in that. And so um, the, the great part is that the numbers speak to people being excited about Stag's athletics, our vision, and, and where we're going and what we want to do. And that's to establish ourselves and maintain our status as a premier mid-major division one athletics program. That's, I haven't, I've thought that from the day I walked in the door and we continue to, to adhere to that vision and that objective. And so it's, it's things like Stag Giving Day that, that um, help us toward that end clearly. So um, in order to, in order to to get to that point and achieve that objective, we need the requisite resources. And and so all of our programs um, work very hard to to garner support and resources to help them um, play the most competitive schedule and and do everything we can to provide the best positive athletic experience we can for all our student athletes. And so it's all about that. Um, at the same time, there's there's a traditional excitement about stag giving day and kind of coming together as a family and a little bit of competitiveness between programs and so it's it's fun to foster that and it, so it makes it uh makes it a fun event for everybody so uh, a lot of work from our advancement team nick wormley and connor donnelly in particular and and rachel cavanaugh um and everybody involved our external team led by zach dayton and everything they do to promote it and videos made by coaches and videos made by our student athletes. And again, uh, a total team effort that I think just speaks to, to uh, what we're doing. And they tell a great story of, to our constituents, but that's uh, that we're a worthwhile investment. So um, every year is important to try and support what we're doing in the short term. But I think we're also at, at a inflection point where we're beginning to build more longer term towards the future, towards that objective that I alluded to. And that's why, that's why this is a critical one to help us move toward that end. Well, I certainly can't wait to see what is to come on Stag Giving Day this year, which again will be on Thursday, April the 22nd. And for more information and how you can get involved, make sure to visit fairfieldstags.com. Well, Paul, I think that's going to do it for today's show. Always a pleasure to get to chat with you, albeit today it's virtually. So I look forward to the next time that you and I can sit down in person and have a conversation and get you all up to date on Fairfield Stags Athletics. Likewise, likewise, JJ, always good to see you and appreciate everything you're doing. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Thank you. Absolutely. So that's going to do it for this episode from the director's chair. Make sure to stay with us on all of our social media platforms, as well as fairfieldstags.com. So for Paul, I'm JJ signing off, and we will see you all real soon. Until then, go Stags.
Thanks for listening to From the Director's Chair Podcast. To listen to past and future podcasts, visit fairfieldstags.com. And be sure to follow the Stag Sports Network on Twitter.